welcome to Really Life Podcast. We are starting for the first time and we're probably nervous and I don't know why because there's no one in here to be nervous except for us. And I'm Dee. And I'm Nancy. And for our first podcast, we're going to be talking about who we are, what we really want to do with our podcast, which the main one is to reach out and help others. And what else? Do you have anything you want to add to our first podcast that we're going to be talking about? No, I think we're just trying to share our experience um, and our strength and our hope. So, nope. All right. And each episode we will start out with what is going on in either our life or the world or our city or whatever maybe we want to talk about for the day. And of course, mine is COVID, which will obviously be an episode coming up soon. Just a little bit irritated with it right now. It's really high where we live. It's just not safe and it's just not good right now. And I want my life back. The only good thing about COVID is I probably would have never thought about doing a podcast if I wasn't not able to be around other people and helping the women and connecting like we usually do. That's it. I might spoon with COVID because I'll go off and off. How about you, Nance? What do you got today? What do I have today? Oh, let's see here. I mean, I think COVID definitely is, you know, the hot topic for everybody. I know that it's been disruptive um, to probably just about everybody's life in one way or another. Um, I know it has been to me. I think good things have come out of it. Um, now you know I'm going to be editing your arms out, right? That's fine. You can edit okay. them out. I'll leave some because I do arms. That's you. I do arms, and I do the pause. <laughs> so we'll edit the we'll edit some of them out and leave some in because it's natural. It's all good. So. Um, I do ums a lot, a lot. And I do the yeah, no. Yeah, there's always that. That's my pause because I have a hard time pausing without making a noise. Right, right. You know, which is good on a podcast. Right. So it's all good, but 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 <laughs> um, but as far as COVID goes, I know that that uh, you know, I mean, that's that's our life right now. You know, hopefully there's light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccine and all that yes, kind of please. stuff. But yeah. I guess we'll find out what goes from there. Yes. All right. So that's our, our what we call it, little stitch for the day, our little comment for each episode in the beginning. Um, and hopefully as we go along each episode, it'll be a, a little less stressful to listen to. <laughs> mm. And I'm always sipping on my coffee, and it makes me think of one of my podcasts that I love to listen to. She's always sipping on her wine. Um, so, a little bit about Nance and I. Um, how many years did you say? 38. 38 years. That goes to show you and my voice that I'm old. We've been through a lot, and one of the things that we both came to in our lives is helping others. Strive very hard to become better people and women because of what we went through instead of letting it crush us. We both have been through some stuff in our life that many women just spend the rest of their lives tortured or not very happy. And um, we just want to be able to help women to know they don't have to do that. And men. I mean, we've been through things that it applies to men and women. Just trying to 
not talk too much. We have to talk too. Yeah, I think for me, the podcast and the direction that we want to go in, I think, is inherently who we are by nature, um, wanting to give back, you know, and wanting to help and wanting to, if anything, just give some information or just a, a, a ray of hope that um, you too can get through whatever it is that you're going through. Exactly. I know for me that feeling alone and like I'm the only one keeps me dark and covered up. Yep. yep. So we want to shine a light and kind of say here's a here's another way to think about it or another road to take or another turner corner to turn here or something to that effect that can give somebody just a small glimpse that they're not alone and that there's always hope and some ways to do it. Yeah, in some ways to do it. I mean, what's worked for me may not work for somebody right, else. Right, right, you know? exactly. I'm not a professional. Dee's not a professional. We're just two women sitting here having a conversation about, you know, things that have helped us, what's gotten us through stuff, our views on things, and... and um, yeah, sometimes we'll just be talking about the damn dogs, or me and my kids, or... The crazy I mean, drivers on the road that I want to run off the road. Yes, definitely <laughs> got to talk about that. Um, just just life in general. You know, there are so many things that the simplest things can become mountain, especially if you're going through something. And I get that way. It could be having the worst possible day, and I know it's coming from one thing, and it's just letting it spiral into everything else in my day. And then... Other days, everything's absolutely terrible, and I'm coping, and I'm okay, and I know I'm going to be all right. So it just seems like it'll just depend on the day and what I'm doing to get through it, mm -hmm. you know. And like I said, it could be the dogs, drivers, or it could be something terrible like COVID, or your mom passed away, you know, some terrible thing. And that's basically what we want to do. We want to talk about the untalkable some of those taboo unspeakable things because they have to be talked about um, sometimes like Nancy said we feel alone and it makes us feel less able to get through it because you do feel alone because people don't want to talk about some of the things that go on in our lives and one thing really quick that I wanted to say one of the reasons why I actually the inspiration for yeah I want to do the podcast I had a, a friend of mine and ex-husband, he just passed away uh, over a little over a year ago and he had a very normal life. And, it, and he, he just used to be amazed at some of the things that I would share with him because he really didn't believe those things happened in this world. They were just unthinkable, unspeakable. For some reason, it just popped in my head one day that there are so many people out there that just don't know some of the stuff that really does go on it's not tv it's not the news it's not tabloids it's survivable i mean that was one of the main reasons why i decided i wanted to do the podcast there are people out there that are just like who am i gonna tell this to mm -hmm. well you might not be able to tell us because we can't hear you but we can tell you we know or at least i do in some instances you know nance has her own things and i have mine so tell me a little bit about you nance a little bit about me. Well, I'm 54. 
I am in recovery and have been for actually this month. Recovery of what? Are you recovering from a fever? (laughs) (laughs) She thinks she's funny. (laughs) I'm a recovering alcoholic. Me too. Um, and How many years do you have? I will have 39 years oh, at the end of this month. My gosh. So I was 16, so nobody has to do the math. I was 16 when I got sober. So some of you will believe it, some of you won't, but the bottom line is is that uh, I uh, never had just one and couldn't stop when I started. And I was the one, of course, with my life. I... Uh, <clears throat> Came in the same time and had to go back out and then come back in again. And I have 18 years now. So, So yeah, so 18 years. So I've got 20 years on her, although the, although she's <laughs> older than I am. So Eight. Only by two years. <laughs> Only by two years. Okay. So you're a recovering alcoholic. Yeah, I am a business owner, a small business owner. I'm a... An aunt, a daughter, a sister. <laughs> I mean, I could go down the line. I think that, you know, it's kind of hard to put a descriptor on who you are, yeah. you know, because I'm many things. I'm not just one of anything. Exactly. Yep. You know, I'm somebody who's experienced a lot in life, I, as all of us have. Um, I think for me, you know, what what I strive for in my life is to do better and do the next right thing and try and be helpful. I believe in a higher power. I believe in a God. I believe in inherently, I think we're all, we all try to do our best and sometimes our best is not that good. (laughs) You know, I think we're, I mean, we're human. Yep. So you'll definitely hear the human side of us. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely have that going. But... We're old and we've been through it and, you know, all that good she stuff. She keeps saying we're old. We're not really old. Oh, I that's think. right. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel old sometimes, but just physically mainly. But I think because of what we've been through and uh, being in recovery, it just, some people go on and just live their lives, do what they can to survive in life. And then there are some of us that it's just reaching out to other women and other guys that need somebody or someone extra or someone to say, hey, yeah, you know, I've been there and this is what I did. And that's what I like to do. And um, about me, description-wise, I have four kids. And I am one of those people that say, yes, I am about my kids. She is. They are my blessings in life. I feel like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it sometimes. And it sounds a little bit... Oh, you know, one of those untalkables, but I really believe I wouldn't be here today if I hadn't had my children. Um, I just, they're everything to me. I've always wanted to be a mom, and I believe that they have made me want to be a better person and and strive to be the best I could be. I did get to a point where I wanted that too for myself. But my children were really, really the, my inspiration because I didn't really have anyone, aside from Nance, actually, um, besides them in the beginning years of my life of growing as an adult. And I am a jack of all trades. I was a cop. I was a business owner. Um, I did daycare in my home for a while. I did multiple other jobs, restaurant, manager, server. I can go down the list. I worked security at a nuke plant. Um, 
Yeah, I did. I did a lot, but I loved them all. I mean, I just, I tried to always do what my heart was telling me to do. I didn't always work out or um, I got to do it, but then it wasn't meant to be for whatever reason. I've been married a lot of times. We'll just say that. I am not my health, but that is one of my things right now in life. And one reason why I'm great, excited about doing a podcast, because I don't have to go anywhere. I get to try to be helpful from the comfort of my home. And if it's a bad day, from the comfort of my bed. That's also one of my struggles right now. My daughter has some health issues. And it seems like it might be some of the same things that I go through. And that's a struggle right now. So I guess that would be one of my shit things for the day. Okay, a lot of my jabbering. We are talking a little bit more about the podcast. And I'm a mother of four German Shepherds. Yes. So, see, I both don't... mother of four. four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't have kids. So, and I was married and divorced. Um, the neat thing about that is, thanks for being. The people that we were, we stayed close. It was amicable, and he was one of my best friends even after we got divorced. And, you know, I believe that was a godsend. So, yeah, I get the mothering thing. It's just a little different. Mine don't talk, they bark, you know. They have funny nicknames and all that kind of stuff, like, oh, let's see, stop it and get down from there and no. Knock it off. You know, that kind of stuff, so... You know. Same thing, though, because the heart's still there. Well, yeah. I yeah, mean, it is. that's one thing. But I will agree with Dee as far as how she is with her kids. I think that was one of the things that I remember when she had her first son, and we hadn't spent a lot of time together. We knew each other, and I came over to see her and stuff, and she kind of threw this kid in my arms, and I'm like, oh, my God. I'm, like, 18 years old, and, <laughs> you know, I'd been around kids and babysat kids, and, you know, I was just like, okay, here's this. This is my friend who has a kid. So that kind of was kind of neat to watch, actually, yeah. to watch that whole thing. And then, you oh, know. I remember the one time we were on the phone. You were home cooking or something, and I was home cleaning, and we're like, Oh my gosh, we're domesticated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Growing up, oh, that was terrible. Yeah, because we were the cool kids, or tried to be the cool kids. D no, was, we were the cool kids. Dee was a risk taker, and I was kind of a mousy thing. And and uh, but when we got around each other, uh oh, hell was all gonna break loose there. We had a lot of fun growing up and stuff like that. So yeah, it was know. definitely good times. Yep, yep, yep. And rough times. We've both been through, there's just been so many things that, and some of it is for me just like, even just inside, partly because of what I went through, but just trying to be okay inside with me. And I, I think that that's been one of my biggest struggles because I want to be me, but I'm always still worried about what other people were thinking. And hello, I'm 56 and I still get that way getting better i'm way better like obviously i'm talking on a podcast and i don't give a shit what anyone has to say <laughs> i just want to just have fun help others reach out make uh isolation less isolated and of course doing it with someone that i think is just going to be a, a great podcast what do you say 
I don't know what uh, they call that. Podcaster. Podcaster. But I mean, you're my my team. Not my team. You're my uh, cohort. Cohort. What are those words? Yeah. Cohort. Yeah. What do you say when you're getting Like Thelma and Louise. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, um, but we're not going over the cliff today. No. Um, we've we've learned not to go over the cliff. Uh, I also wanted to let you know that episode two is going to be um, called Coping and Triggers. And that's going to be one that we're going to refer to if we have an episode that is um, going to be on the hard side. Um, some of my stuff when I was little was from abuse. And I will be talking about that. Um because it's very very important it is definitely an untalkable for a lot of people and i want them to know that they have every right to voice and talk or at least hear what i have to say to help them get through that's going to be an important episode and that'll be coming up that will be a little um a little deep in some instances as far as what to do and more you know, not, not so much talking about a specific thing or a topic, but something that you should listen to if you feel like you're not sure if it's uh, um, going to be a hard episode or not. So I just wanted to let you know that real quick. Talked a little bit about ourselves and mm -hmm. talked a little bit. About so as you can tell, we're very new at this, so yes. just bear with us on this. Well, one of the other things I guess we should delve into a little bit deeper than we did um, I just told you I have been through uh, physical abuse, sexual abuse, um, partner abuse, and I've been through death of loved ones. I've been through living on the streets, been through alcoholism. Uh, I did some drugs when I was younger. I was just one of those people, and 99% of the people in my life already know that, so no big scare, no big freak, you know, I'm not breaking the laws of uh, the tabooism for some people, but I know sometimes just hearing someone say that is like, oh, she just said that on a podcast out loud, and yes, that is exactly what I want to be doing. I just never thought I was going to have a voice ever when I was younger and all that stuff was happening. Some of the stuff that happened to me when I was younger really messed with me emotionally and um, personality-wise. I had a lot of issues. <laughs> she needed and, a magazine rack for all of them. Yeah, I had um, pamphlets, man. Lots of pamphlets on this one and that one, and I had this one and I had that. So I... Um, I was young. I was uh, 18 when I first got into counseling, and I still see the same counselor. Okay, COVID time, I still see the same counselor on video, and um, she's the best. She's literally, between her and Nance and a couple other people in my life, definitely helped me to live a better life, by all means, and of course the program. And I also do Al-Anon now, trying to be a... a a rounded recovering person, I guess you could say. So those are some of the things. I mean, there's a lot of other things too that are just like I say, life things that we go through and we'll be talking about those. Nance, you gotta talk. <laughs> you gotta, just, yeah, I'm just, no, I'm just listening. That, that's one of my things, I listen. I listen a lot. But um, you're podcasting, you gotta talk. For me, I, uh, I'm not really quite sure where to go with it. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, 
recovery, you're comfortable with. Recovering alcoholic. I also suffered from an eating disorder early on and um, probably eight or nine years into my sobriety. I went into treatment when I was, um, for the eating disorder, I was in recovery about eight years. Um, so, you know, things didn't stop happening for me. You know, I think that being raised in an alcoholic home, having abuse issues, I mean, we all can relate to some of that to some extent in some way or another, whether you're affected directly or indirectly. I know for me that, you know, I, I also have been in therapy on and off for several years. I mean, it's been over 20 years and, you know, have found... You know, I know that the program of Alcoholics Anonymous is um, limited when it comes to other mental health issues, you know, because I do suffer from clinical depression and anxiety, which a lot of us do. You know, I used to think that I was the only one. Now I know I'm not. Or so, weak. So uh, many people weak. are weak. Yeah, you thinking, know, I'm weak if I have this. And, right. Or no. the stigma associated yes. with having some type of mental health issue. And we're firm believers that if you get help is the strong person. Taking your medicine is the strong person. It's not the weak person. Right. Right. I mean, mental illness is is, um, pervasive and... Yeah, you were involved with NAMI. That's another thing we could talk about. I was involved with NAMI. National. um, Alliance for the Mentally Ill for several years, which was extremely beneficial because I was married to a bipolar and suffered from depression myself and you know so I think that I mean there's we're we're full of both of us are full of a lot of things that we've gone through that we have a lot of experience in dealing with and like I said before I don't think it's necessarily what worked for me that's going to work for you we're just kind of sharing ourselves with our own right what we have and what we can give and uh you know hopefully somebody gets something out of it and every now and then laugh yeah, every now and then laugh. She'll poke fun at me, but I'll get her. No. I'll get her back. I won't. Maybe. <laughs> you already did. Oh. <laughs> what are you recovering from? Oh, well, you know, they they don't know. <laughs> I know. They don't know. So. True. And then we um, might have tissue days. And um, like I said, horror days where people would just be appalled that I know I'm saying some of the stuff that I'm saying. That's the important part. That's the... Oh, there's a long pause there. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to edit that out. Trying to think of... Um, the word just taboo just keeps coming into my mind because that was big when I was younger, the word, you know. Don't talk, don't tell. And uh, that also means stay sick. And I don't want anyone to have to do that. So, um, I'm sure a lot of you have heard the, the saying, you're as sick as your secrets. Yeah. You know, and yep. I think that that uh, silence can be deadly. Yep. You know, so we try to put a voice and shine a light. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. You know, that's a perfect way to say it. Say that again. Shine. Shine a light. Oh, well, how did I put it? I don't even remember how I put it. See. Shine a light and share a voice. Oh, something to or that. Have effect. a voice. I like that. that Silence was really nice. is deadly. Yes. That's Secrets deadly. keep us sick. Yes. So today we try and put a voice and shine a light. There you go. There it is. I like that. The light. I mean, that's the part. That's the number one thing. 
is yes, there was dark. And then, you know, talking about all that stuff, like I said, there's the good stuff. There's um, getting married and having the kids and having the animals and, and Nance lived on a huge, huge area of where we live out in the boondocks from being in the city. The Some of the great things that have happened too and traveling and just all that stuff, that all comes into just being life. The podcast is called Really Life because some days you just think it's going to be horrible and ends up being great. You have an experience, you're like, oh my gosh, and it ends up being perfect. Um, you know, interviews, you get all nervous and stuff and it ends up being wonderful and you did a great job. And You know, sometimes we need the pats on the back and just all of it, life in general, being together. Yep, yep, yep. One of the things that I think Dee would probably agree with is that, you know, what we talk about and what we share in this podcast is a personal opinion or experience. Right. We don't, we're not uh, setting this out to be the way to do anything. It's just about us, you know, and how we have gone through it. So, you know, if it sounds like Either D or I get oh maybe preachy or you know oh, I'll hard probably get preachy or hard nosed <laughs> about something you know I tend to be you know because I've been um, in AA for so long I tend to you know be one of those crotchety old timers even though I'm not old <laughs> I am um, but uh, just the way I was raised in AA and that kind of stuff I think for me that. It's about giving back what was freely given to us and sharing sharing ourselves with you in every sense in the word. And it's not just about being in recovery. Right. You know, it's about life in general. And, and, and some of the peop- stories are people that we know and how they did it. And we didn't do it that way. Right. And we might have some people come on here and, you know, talk about, OCD or whatever and how they deal with it and um, I dealt with mine different so everybody has like Nance said before their own way we want to try to help with some people don't even know about coping and triggers some people don't even know that there's a different way mm-hmm. that's more healthy for them mm-hmm. you know some people don't know that they can get through it they just feel like they're never going to get through it and there are multiple ways that fit each personality and each situation. And of course, if we don't have it, then somebody else will. You know, there's always someone else you can talk to to help you along. So, yeah. Little description we're in the Northeast of the USA, and it's cold and wet. And wet, yeah. I would rather have the snow. And I'm a whiny honey about the winter. I don't like winter. I don't want to stay in winter. I'm actually impressed because it's been quiet. I have a teenager that lives at home, and she hasn't knocked. She must remember we're recording. The dog's quiet. The cat's not pawing on the door because she wants to get in my lap. Yeah, we have to do it. We have to do it here because my dogs would not have any of this. No, no, they they'd be not. like, I want to talk. Yeah. They're quite mouthy <laughs> and attention hounds. It's much quieter here, and we can focus instead of having dogs jumping off couches like they were their jungle gym, because that's what they do. And we have quiet neighbors, because I'm right by a graveyard. <laughs> <laughs>
one neighbor aside from the graveyard. So that's pretty nice. And this is where we go, okay, elevator music, da da da, da insert. Yeah. Right. Do you know what I mean? All right. We're back. So we are going to talk about COVID today because we want to get it out of the way. Obviously, most people have everything given to them. The messages, the masks, the sanitizing, the hand washing, the six feet apart, everybody knows all that stuff now. What we wanted to talk a little bit about was coping with it. A couple of the things that they have online that we're saying mental health wise that would be good is a lot of the massage places are offering massages still, but you know, they're sterilized and they're doing what they're supposed to do. Because you're being touched, you're being humanly touched by another person and we all need that. So that was one of the things that they said, if you could find one and you were comfortable with it, because some people, you know, COVID, they don't even want to be 12 feet, let alone a massage. But that was one that they said, and hugging people that you can be around, um, even if you're hugging a pillow and doing a video chat with someone, they said just that embracing and seeing someone helps. Um, it just does a lot of the benefits for the whole stress and feeling isolated. One of my favorite things about COVID is loving who you are with. Because a lot of us, you know, the kids were in sports and this person's running here and this person's running there. The families are eating more together, spending more time together. And then that's the other hard part. For people that are with abusers they're having a hard time getting away or being around someone they're not comfortable with and then there's the hard part of covid not the fun part <sighs> they got the new one you know over the uk the new what do they call that the new strain mm -hmm. and that's come over here now they've gotten uh, california and florida has the new strain and colorado Colorado has it now. Three yeah. states. I haven't been checking in the last couple of days. Yeah. I've just been looking at our local numbers and going, oh my gosh. Right. We're such a small county and our numbers are through the roof. So there is this one, and I'll always put links anytime I talk about something. It's, you know, the actual government link that I'm trying to find. Uh, CDC.gov, coronavirus. 2019 and daily life coping managing stress anxiety so i'm going to put that in the show notes and you can click on it but it's just a, a a little mental health things the one of the biggest things and two of my girlfriends and, and nancy has even said you know i think the biggest thing with coping with covid for me has been just do as you're told and walt used to tell me that all the time just do as you're told you know and it usually was always right but if i'm told to wear a mask then i wear a mask and washing my hands and being clean hasn't been an issue for me if those are the things that they're asking me to do and to be safe and to keep other people safe i, I don't feel like i'm being controlled by the government personally i just feel like they're just doing the best they can with what they've got also there are a lot of things that we can adjust to as humans and most of the time we don't because we don't want to not because we can't. We are very adaptable creatures. We just choose not to because well, getting in the way of what I want, my own way, which was one of my biggest problems for a long time. 
and I just try not to be that way anymore and then I'm less stressed mm -hmm. you know I still go to the store I just wear my mask I sanitize mm -hmm. you know I still do a podcast with a friend mm -hmm. in the summertime I'm always out because mm -hmm. safe you know mm -hmm. so I miss summer already but um, I even flew on a plane and went to South Carolina during Corona and I have to admit I was nervous and I used a lot of sanitizer <laughs> And I used a lot of different masks, but it was fine. And the place we went to was uh, very clean and safe, and they were always sanitizing. And that was seven months ago, and we were okay. That's part of my talk on COVID. What do you have, Nance? What are you thinking? Well, I know for me, COVID is, is something that, you know, the whole mask thing and the distancing and that, I mean, it just seems like common sense. For me, it isn't so much about being controlled. It's about, you know, trying to stop the virus from being passed. If wearing a mask and sanitizing and staying distanced and staying at home is going to do that then hopefully that's what everybody will do we know that's not what's happened but you know i do my part i stay in my lane and do my yeah. job yep you yep. know what i mean and we're old we kind of know we're not old oh that's right i'm old i'm old i do as i'm told <clears throat> but you know i mean it it definitely has been difficult you know i know for me that that missing the connections that we have with people you know whether it be physical or sitting in a room with a bunch of like-minded people that yep, that sit yep, around yep. and talk about stuff you know Got i that. miss that type of connection yes i don't take the risk i know other people do but i don't take the risk because i'm around a lot of older people right so i don't i am very diligent about what I do in my daily life uh, not only for me but more so for them right you know I have a father who's 78 years old who has some um, health issues and I do have to be around him sometimes yep. so you know I do what I'm supposed to do to lessen the event that uh, I get COVID and exactly. pass it to him exactly that's you know that's great what you said you're worried about the other person yeah. a lot of people say well if I get it I get it and that's great because I was that way in the very beginning I'm like mm -hmm. well if I get it I get it but as you find out about older people mm -hmm. or people that have health issues mm -hmm. it can you know be fatal it's not just a flu bug that only a couple thousand people get right, or die I, from I should say I do I do have an uncle who passed away from COVID yeah. Yep. You know, I have a very close friend whose husband was in the hospital for 44 yep. days and was on a vent for 20, over 24 days, I believe it was. And Makes it real. Yeah, it makes it very real. And he's one of those long haulers that, that they talk about. He still is recovering. He still yep. has uh, not regained yeah. his strength. Oh, my gosh. He still has breathing issues. And he this was back in March when he I was remember. in the hospital. Yeah. You know, so, you know, for me, it's it's all about doing the next right thing, not just for me, but everybody around me. Right. You right. know, so that's what I try and do. Now, mentally, it Ugh. has sucked Ugh. horribly. Stress. Stressful, anxiety-provoking. Yes. It can get boring. Yes. Sometimes, you know, I think that 
And you know, when it first happened, it was kind of like, okay, I have to be productive in some way. Oh, yeah. Now that Everyone's I'm home, you got to yeah, be do their productive. House, clean up, clean out the closets. <laughs> yeah, I painted, <laughs> cleaned the rooms, and all that kind of stuff. And and you know, which was great. Yeah. But then that was done. Yes. You know, so then I started doing other things. I started canning and you know trying to be productive and and the the funny thing is is that i love the canning oh yeah it's it's kind of fun to do and you know once an addict always an addict i could get addicted <laughs> to canning but for me i think it was realizing that it was okay not to be productive yeah, yeah. you know and i, I did had, that too i have a hard time yep. with that yep I have a you know hard i feel time. like i i need to be busy all the time until I'm ready to go to sleep, yep. and no. that can't. It doesn't work that way. No, you, you know? can only do so much when you're stuck in your house, or right, or it's cold and you can't go out and just walk or be leisure. Or, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't make you feel like you have to do something when you're inside. Right, right. And I, I have a friend that actually was one of those. Hey, if I get it, I get it, and I'm not wearing a mask, and you know the government does, and you can't tell me. And his best friend died from it and one of his friends she was in the hospital with it and he is now changing his tune and it just sometimes seems like it has to hit home before people really understand the severity of it Mm -hmm. because you think it's not that bad or the numbers are fake or whatever and then when you start seeing it happen all around you sometimes that's just how it has to be for some people and as an introvert more or less I am um, it hasn't been very hard as far as not being I have a girlfriend who's going insane because of it and she just it's been very hard on her and um, I think also too because I have my kids because mm-hmm. you know they do come around those are the three you know, main people that and my animals, you know, they help. But for people that are social, like you were saying, missing that contact, and they need people. They need to be face-to-face. They need to see the eyes and just mm-hmm. hear and feel and see. Well, we all need that, but some people need it more. And it's very anxiety, very anxiety. I I just felt for her. I can just hear it in her voice sometimes. So I, I think of them people, all of you out there that... You know, just need to be around people more. Hopefully, like Nance said, that the vaccine, you know, we'll see the light here pretty soon. I just, we just want to talk a little bit about it because, you know, like I said, the main thing I'd like to do is how can we do this better mm-hmm. for ourselves individually? What can we do? I know that just sometimes going to the store and walking around and, not touching anything and just being around people, that helps me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've heard people say, we don't go out walking around the stores just to get out of the house. Um, yeah, if I'm not touching anything and or sanitizing and I have my mask on, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going. Because, you know, I get cabin fever and stir crazy, especially mm-hmm. in this weather. Don't do that very often, but... Yeah, Sometimes I'm one one of those militants that starts to get a little uh, angry when I see people walking around with their masks down. They're they're wearing their mask on their chin or something <laughs> like that. I want to go. They're like, I have it on. It's nose up on your nose, all the way on your nose. You know, um, <laughs> you know, 
I try and stay in my own lane when it comes to that too, you know. Yeah, what's that? One of my favorite sayings is, um, I choose my battles is sometimes you could just, there are people you could argue with all the time and it's just not worth it. I, I can be one of those people though that'll walk by and say, oh, nice mask. You know, I gotta be <laughs> snotty. Or, oh, what a cute nose. You know, like, and walk away, of course, because I don't want to get into it with them. I just have to be able to say my stuff and walk away. And I'm one of those silent cursor under my breath type people, you know. <laughs> That's what I do, you know. All I know is that when I put my head on the pillow at night, I know I did the next right thing. That's right. how I sleep well at night. Right, exactly. Know? Whether it has to do with COVID or not, that's what I try and do. Yeah, you with know? everything. With everything. So I think that it's... it's Rona. Um, yeah. I love some of my podcasts I listen to. Called call it Rona. Rona. Yeah, I love it. I love that. Yeah. But yeah, a whole new way of life we're living. It's total whole new way of life. I, I am. I mean, admittedly, I've dealt with it pretty well as far as not getting too stressy, but lately I have been. And I think it's just because I'm just tired of it. And with the winter being here, I, I can't be outside and I'm an outside person um, because I can't do the cold either. So I kind of just feel They call it COVID stressed. fatigue. Is that what it's called? That's what the... I don't know who they are. Right, they, right. There's all kinds probably, of they's out yeah, there. So. They called... They, I heard it the COVID other day. COVID fatigue. COVID, COVID fatigue. And I'm like, whoa, no shit. Yeah, I get that some days. You know? I def, definitely am like... I think it's depressed, too. Because I feel oh, like... Yeah. And I don't get depressed easy. Mm. But I feel so trapped that mm -hmm. it's kind of like... I don't, I don't want to do anything except stay in my bed and do Netflix, you know, or play. I love to play The Sims. Oh, my gosh. Sims free play. Yep. Mm. Promoting them. And uh, and the, and Best Fiends. Okay. Those are my two promotions for the day. No, my promotion is my niece told me I was too, too old to be on it, but I love to uh, scroll through TikTok. It cracks me up because most of the stuff that comes oh, up Oh, yeah, my up daughter my loves TikTok. that. Yes. Yeah, my niece told me I was too old for TikTok, but that's all right. I, oh. I'm not old, but, you know, it's all right. She can tell me that all she wants. Never too old to no. do anything, except maybe but. gymnastics and stuff like that. <laughs> well, yeah, I couldn't bend that way anymore, or if I ever could bend that way. I I just feel like you didn't say a whole lot about you. Well, you did, but you didn't. A whole lot? What? I what? Mean, a whole lot? I mean, I'm a business owner, and, and what else is there My to mom say? passed away a little over three years ago, which was very challenging and very hard. One of the neatest things for me is that I don't know if you ever really she had think, Alzheimer's yeah well she had vascular dementia people may think it's weird but you know it was kind of a neat experience for me because she was there when I took my first breath and I was there when she took her last and I feel very blessed about that I don't know I have an older brother and a younger brother and well I don't know what else I what you what else and even say, I have two boys and two girls. Mm -hmm. One girl still lives here. Mm -hmm. And they range between 16 and 36 mm -hmm. in age. My two boys are older, and then I have the two girls. I'm an impatient driver. I have a dog and two cats. 
pets, and my daughter has hermit crabs and a gecko. Um, I am a crafty, oh my gosh, person, and I'm a witchy person as far as I love oils and teas and herbs, and oh my gosh, people, you will be hearing that. Yes, you that's will. that's one of my favorite things, so. And Nance, like, she loves a can, and she has her pets. Mm -hmm. What was it you were doing? You were doing something else for a while. There. Oh, you were making, making masks. masks. Oh, making yeah. masks. She was trying to be productive this whole time. Yeah. So we have our like little side things that we like to do. And I never knew I was crafty until I got sick and kind of was down for the count and stuff. And I started finding out. She's always been crafty. Yeah, not, not, not like this. But I don't do it too much anymore. I, I just focus on, you know, tending to the house and my kid. And talk a little bit about that, too, about COVID and school. You know, my daughter, she's she's kind of a... She's very sociable if you know her. But, you know, she's has a hard time in mixed company. So she wasn't too freaked out about COVID and having to do it online because the high schoolers are online, the elementary schoolers go to school. And it wore on her after a while. She was like, she missed seeing everyone and being in person with them and doing stuff and hanging out. After I think summer is what made it harder on the kids because now they couldn't even be six feet away. You know, it's just too cold out to be walking around and doing stuff. And um, a lot more Zooming and FaceTiming and stuff going on. Um, but she does go a couple hours to another school and she absolutely loves it. And, and that's helped her a lot. Um, I've noticed that, but it's, I know teachers and it's, it's all been a struggle. It's been a struggle for kids, you know, social, that, like we were talking about anxiety, even for the children. Um, I, I think as parents, the less anxious we can be, it'll help them. I'm showing them the different ways that we cope that, you know, they need to be shown sometimes instead of just told. I think that that helps. I notice that I start to get anxious. I can see my daughter at 16 still looking at me in the corner of her eye, you know, kind of like trying to follow my lead on something that's happening. Kids will always do that. So that's another thing. I, you know, with the COVID, I, I just feel bad for the kids. Absolutely. And the teachers that are struggling, trying and, you know, wishing, because a lot of the teachers, especially the teachers I know, feel for these kids. You know, and, and what they're being able to learn and can't learn and not being able to be around each other. And it has definitely, you know, been something that we all need to figure out you know, how we can do this best and still be, um, you know, people that want to be connected. So, you know, how do we connect and how do we make our kids still feel connected to other people and not isolated and alone. I just had to say a little bit about that because I really feel for them and I see them and I hear the teachers telling me how they feel and um, I hope that you know you guys have been able to find a way and we have a Facebook page it's you know really life and um, there's also a web page um, they'll have our podcasts on it until we're up and running on uh, iTunes you're always welcome you know to send us an email or whatever at um, 20 really life 20 at gmail.com that's that's always <laughs> you know great email yeah 20. Well, 20 because of 20 20 right. it's like crazy and then I'm thinking oh no I better make sure that's the right one people so I'm checking it 
Because I guess you could say really life in several different ways and have several different meanings. Oh, gosh, yeah. Really life? Yep. That's one. That's one. Really life? Yeah, that's another. <laughs> or really uh, life? <laughs> yeah, there's another one. <laughs> or oh my God, really life? Yeah. That's what my daughter said. I had to record it. And then there's, oh, really life? Yeah. Ah, excited. <laughs> so I guess it, it just is a matter of perspective. Yes. And the episodes will be that way. Some days are going to be lighthearted and easy. Other days are going to be that taboo. And the other ones are going to be like today where they're all discombobulated. And oh my gosh, what are we doing? What do we say? Being a new podcaster. Definitely, you know, wanting to be able to assist and help in any way. Also, you can DM on Facebook. Uh, not going to be real fast and real quick sometimes, just so you know. And, oh, and we were talking about this earlier. Might as well say in our first episode, uh, you're politically incorrect. Um, you're this, uh, you're that. Um, we don't care. We're just saying what we know and how we are and what we do and hope that it helps someone um, in some way. Um, we're not looking to try to tell people, you know, this is the way to do it or saying the right words. We just want to be ourselves and and hope that in doing that, um, I like what Nan said, you know, sharing and um, giving some light to someone, putting a voice to it all. Uh, that's really so important. If, so if you're looking for us to engage in that, we won't. Exactly. Just so you know. It's... We, we just do. We, we don't want to hold any punches. We just want to be ourselves and talk. But if someone wants to engage in whatever crap, um, I'm old. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm not old, and I don't want to. But I do love to hear how you are coping or getting through. Absolutely. Um, that's helping. Like I know one person. <laughs> she drinks a lot of wine, and that helps her cope. And she's not a drunk, and she is very functional and is an awesome person. But when she gets stressed and she's done with work and she's home at night, she likes to drink her wine. And she said that's how she copes. And you know that she's coping in other ways, but that is what she'll tell you how she's coping, you know, mm -hmm. with one glass of wine, which I don't get at all. Everybody has... Can't imagine drinking one. No, I one. don't. Okay. Yeah. If you're out there and, and you're sober, you, you understand what we're saying. And if you're drunk, you understand what we're saying. And if you're one of those social drinkers, you're like, well, yeah, sometimes I don't even finish a drink. Yeah, we don't get that. <laughs> I don't even get that with my coffee. Wow. We're at... We're look at we're at an hour at the recording and all that editing, so it's probably like forty five minutes. Some stuff we'll probably leave in so you can hear how goofy we are, but uh, it's hard in the beginning. You know, we want to make sure that we're uh, getting everything across the best we can. We'll get our sea legs. Need a little more crosstalk though. Yeah. You know, like when I'm talking, you got go, uh huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Have I ever done that? Uh, hardly. Okay, so, so you're going to have to learn. <laughs> <laughs> you're 
Yeah, you did a lot of that when I talked to you. A lot of laughing. Like, oh my gosh, you didn't. And a lot of laughing. So, um, okay, so I'm two things I'm going to end on. Uh, usually we're going to do, like at the end, we would do a, um, I don't know, what do they call them things? Saying, uh, quote. Mm-hmm. At the end, um, that kind of fits for what we're talking about. And I have a vision wall because a vision board just isn't big enough. So I did a vision wall, and one of the ones that's been hitting me today is watch me. And I have been that way in getting better, and I was that way in being an obnoxious juvenile. (laughs) A bridge. I could jump off that bridge. Watch me. And then there was getting sober and healthy and trying, and yes, watch me. I can do this. So that's going to be it it today for the quote or the vision wall saying. And the other thing I went and it was a little story I was thinking about and I told my girls about it. Um, Nancy, she's sober. And I had gone back out drinking. We told you this earlier. And it's my birthday. And my birthday is in the winter. And it was a beautiful summer day. And we went to a dance club because I loved to dance. I had a bunch of other girlfriends, and Nancy was my DD and my pick-me-up-off-the-ground person. And my boss came and ran a tab for us. So all of us crazy girls that were drinking, let's just say we had a really, really good time, and I don't even remember the end of the night. But I do remember going out to my car and Nancy laughing hysterically at me. I couldn't walk. I couldn't get in the car. I didn't know why I went to the car. (laughs) All kinds of good stuff. So we do have some, like, interesting little stories. But it was one of those times that I didn't get into any trouble that night while I was drinking. Except, of course, I blacked out and God only knows what happens after that. So I hope Nancy just took me home. And um, it was just a night that we had that was nice. And it was my birthday. And all the girls and I had a cousin that was there. We had a nice time. And it was a nice memory. So I shared it with my girls because, you know, it it was just recently my birthday. So I wanted to end on that and say thank you. Oh, you're absolutely For sharing my birthday with me and taking care of me that night. (laughs) You always made it interesting. Thanks. I did I did really not try, but I did anyway. Any final words? Not any. No. Gotta have a final word. A final word is embrace the power of life. Nice. It's on it's on her it's on the vision wall here. This is the first time that I've seen the vision wall today. And there's this picture and it says embrace the power of the life. Of the is that yeah. Where is it? I the one with the rocks. The one with the rocks. Embrace oh, yeah. The power Embrace of... the power of the life. Yeah. Embrace the power. Whatever in that power. In general. Yeah. So embrace it. Roll that's, with it. That's another thing we'll talk about is the power. Yeah. I believe in a lot of different powers. So. Yeah, we kind of draw from many wells. Yeah. It's the only so, way to go. Yeah. So on that note, we're, we're going to say, I do... And we're really excited and hope that um, once we get more comfortable and learn to do cross-talk better, we can be of some help and in the meantime, helping ourselves again. 
because we just yeah see she's motioning she's motioning at me to I'm say trying something to get her. say something she's nodding her head she's nodding her head that's what i do it's not video yeah she's nodding her head i'm nodding my head so that means that what i was saying was right on so that yeah. part's good <laughs> we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to us banter manter there we go how's that that sounds good Thank you. All right, everyone. Whether it's night or day, whenever you're listening, we hope you have a good one. And we'll see you next time. We're out.